Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica. And I am Chris Eaton. Holy cannoli, Jessica. My God, do we have an episode for you. Yes, we have all these brand new things that we can talk about, things that have came out online today as we speak. Uh, Literally about two and a half hours from this recording um, was the release of the first trailer for Godzilla Singular Point, the brand new Netflix animated series that is due to hit airwaves in April of next year. Now, when Jessica and I sat down to record our last episode, news of this had just broke. So we're like, all right, we'll give it a few days. And then we'll, you know, maybe, you know, hop on it. Thank God we didn't because, holy crap, there's so much that came out for this. Oh, yeah. God, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yep. Yep, very much so. I saw it posted everywhere, but I wasn't able to watch it at that moment because it was on my phone and I wanted to see it on my TV in all its glory. And I also happened to be in the middle of uh, packing things away. I'm not moving out, people. I'm still in L.A. I was just packing all the extra stuff away to make room. And, yes, I was able to watch it finally on my big screen TV. I think for you, you were watching it in a public place. Were you not? Uh, Yes. I was running to get dinner. I was sitting in my car. I had just pulled up because (laughs) I ordered some ramen, as one tends to do. And I'm like, all right, I'm a little early. I got a couple minutes. So I pulled up my phone. And all of a sudden, this my Twitter... Uh, alerts hit me like new Godzilla trailer. Like what? It's thinking, oh, it might be Kong or something because you know there's been an announcement of a few things coming out. Lo and behold, uh, Netflix decided like, hey, we're just going to show you a brand new slate of anime that's coming out next year, and this is something they've been doing for a little bit. Um, God bless you, Net Anime, because um, or anime Netflix. Because your anime stuff, I mean, some of it has been hit and miss, but the hits have been very good. Especially stuff like uh, Devilman Crybaby. I've been enamored with. I'm in the middle of watching Cannon Busters, which I am over the moon about. It's a very, it's a contemporary, like, Trigun kind of uh, style anime. So... Kudos. I know there's been a lot of like Netflix bashing lately because they've had to cancel a grip of shows. Sadly, Glow will not get to run out its intended fourth season uh, because of COVID. But where there's lemons, you make lemonade. And animation is the one thing out of this whole COVID nonsense that seems to be like gaining momentum, partially because it gets, it's something that doesn't have to be done in a huge group setting. It can all be done remotely. And, I mean, I, we've, I've seen a swath of stuff in, announced for Netflix, Disney, uh, HBO Max. Um, a lot of that has been all animation-based because they're like, well, we can't get everyone on a set right now, but... You know, this guy in France can do key animation while the writers in, like, Tuscaloosa, you know, uh, putting together, like, the script and the producers in L.A. So, and they can all get on Zoom and work it out. So, God bless them. 
And uh, the thing I didn't expect was this trailer. I knew, like, when they announced it uh, back at the beginning of October, they didn't really give a date. So it was like, oh, okay, I th- we'll probably see something, you know, maybe around New Year's. Maybe. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was expecting Christmas around December, January time. Exactly. Because it felt like when the... <clears throat> When this thing was announced, it was not to, like, a huge fanfare. There was, like, a big write-up about it in Variety when they made the announcement. But it was just two pieces of art. There was the character models, and then there was the head design that was very reminiscent of how they announced Shin Godzilla. Remember when when they put out that first full trailer? It did. It was like a bust. Almost yes. like from kind of the neck area up, mm-hmm. so like it looks very Shin Godzilla, uh, Godzilla. Yes. Yes, and those two particular images had gotten out earlier in the day, but <clears throat> they were from a Japanese website that just said simply "New Godzilla anime coming." And the problem is, is that the look of the characters and the look of the head—it was just like. I don't know. Like, this looks like really good fan art. Like, this just might be something. Like, <laughs> I, I I, wasn't ready to believe yet, Jessica. I'm just like, I, are they going to jump into something? Like, I would hope they would. And part of me was like, oh, this would be nice if this was real. But I don't think it's real. Oh, man, did I have egg on my face that day? Holy shit. Five o'clock hit all day. I'm like, they're not doing another anime. Not this soon. Got, guys, guys, this is... This is not that. Let's not get in a tizzy over nothing. And then 5 o'clock hits, and then it's just like... It's like Skinner when he opens up Bart's uh, locker. It's like, half a dozen eggs! Like, oh, and then the other half dozen. So, yes, I I sounded like the biggest jackass on the face of the earth because I sound like the guy that knew everything. I didn't know jack shit. And you know what? I'm glad. I'm glad I was wrong. I'm very glad I was wrong. I ate a lot of humble pie that day, but you know what? This trailer... Made it all worth it. Oh my god! Oh, Jeff, I haven't been this excited. So I think the last time I've been this excited for something, and I'm, it's going to sound, <laughs> it's going to sound like I have my head my ass because it's not that long ago. But that that over the rainbow trailer that they put out for Godzilla King of the Monsters, like, last... Or... Oh, Claire de Lune. The Claire de Lune No, 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 one. no. Not the Claire de Lune trailer. That was the Comic-Con one. This was the one they put out, like, like early April. It was like a... It was an early... It was like a minute trailer. And it opened with, like, Rodan, Mothra, King Ghidorah, and it just cut to, um... Oh, what's the gray hair guy going? Oh, my. Like... They played like this that wonderful um, orchestra uh, orchestra version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow to the whole like the the big clips of it, and I just remember sitting there and and I'm just like, oh, oh my! I I never thought I would live to see this day. I would never thought I would live to see these three monsters treated to a giant Hollywood budget like that trailer, like just pierced through the callus of my adulthood that just makes me the cynical asshole that I am and got right to the core of my childhood. And I was just, I remember watching over and over. I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit I legit rolled a tear watching that because I'm just like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Like this is, this is, I don't, it's getting to me in such a way. Like I've, I've never, I've not felt anything like this in a long time. Get to me that way. And, this is what this trailer did for me, but 
instead of like, oh my god, it's my childhood. This is like, this is what I've been wanting since I was a kid. Like, ever since I was introduced to anime, I'm like, oh, wouldn't it be awesome if they did a Godzilla like this? Like, just wild, wacky designs, big, boisterous, awesome, like, you know, just the stuff you can do in animation that you couldn't do in live action. Like, it was it was the hope I had for Monster Planet. And see what you will about those films? I did. I, I defend them. But at the same time, I always said, like, when you think of anime, a low-key film that has Godzilla in it, but it's more about the the discrepancies of human nature and religion and communism and all these other themes. Like, that's not the first thing you think of when you think of, like, what a Godzilla anime would be. This, though. <sighs> Oh shit! This is exactly what I think. But I digress. It was, I yeah, I watched it. Well, it was only forty-seven seconds long, mm-hmm. I think roughly. So I gotta watch it multiple times, and then I had to freeze. I did my best to pause at the areas that I needed with my glasses uh, to squint and lean as close to my face to the to my TV as possible. <laughs> In order to kind of figure out, I am definitely one of those people that, uh, on a good day, I would like to think on most days, if you change the design of something, Mm -hmm. I would be able to recognize its core. Yes. The character immediately. Kind of like what the uh, the trilogy anime for Godzilla did. Mm -hmm. The one that... uh, for some of us, it was not what we asked for. Yes. But for some people, it is what you asked for. So everyone can like it or not like it. However, um, you know, the whole Mecha Godzilla City, whatever it was, like I understand design <coughs> change. Mm-hmm. On a really bad day, you change Bruce Wayne to blonde, and I can't figure out who it is. Mm-hmm. So this is one of those days where I really had to uh, – lean in and take a look <laughs> i think i was just you know tired tired today from everything i you know it's a, it's a monday mm-hmm. but yeah some characters i recognize immediately off the bat and then some like when the tail came straight out of the water mm-hmm. i was like i have what is happening and... uh and then obviously i rewatched the trailer and it was much easier moving on forward from there but the designs were very interesting um I know that you were like, I wish I could be there to witness your your voice, like, joy that you had when watching it. I had a more quiet one of, okay, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't say a scientific method approach, but I watched it, and it re- immediately reminded me of an older anime. Mm-hmm. Um, my best really loved Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin a lot of the other things. So it re- the animation was a little bit more to that. It just reminded me of that because I'm used to a little bit more modern animation now from what a lot of other people are watching. But also, I don't know why. I'm just, that flash, that horrible thought that flashes through, I was like, you know, I hope these kaiju just take out all these people. <laughs> but like, I feel really bad because I don't side on the the antagonist of Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Okay, that was just insane. All right, the infection and the people and killing them. Obviously, I know the genocide, but I just always root for the kaijus. 
Pacific Rim made it very difficult for me mm-hmm. because I did like both Mecha and Kaiju. But, you know, when they were, like, shooting at, you know, the Kaijus and then Giris and you see Rodan, and I was like, no, <laughs> just let them live. Um, because so you definitely want that in me. Well, you're an animal lover. That's why. I am. And, and so for if, if anyone can take anything away, know that I am an animal lover. I do not believe in Thanos' plan. All right, in Infinity War and Endgame, I am not a human genocidal person. So I just like animals a lot, and I like kaijus a lot. And I do prefer, for example, Transformers kaiju films. I prefer if there is a more focus on the titular characters and the species or, you know, the you the want, genre. You want, what re- you want more of what you're paying your money to go see. Yes, yes, but I do, I do understand why there needs to be a human connection. Mm-hmm. Obviously, right? Because not everyone's gonna go in and be like, mm, "My point of view with Rodan." Like, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna try to relate to a, a large prehistoric bird. You know, I understand that. That's not for everyone, but I understand the humans. But when the humans outweigh the kaiju's ten to one, we've got a problem. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. So I'm, I'm, I am. I am like oof. I'm in complete agreement with you on that. I've always stated too, like this idea that you need a character you can relate to. I know it's been a a thing. You know, it's it's been a notion that's been batted around for a long time, but we've really started hammering down on that lately. Like you need the people need to relate to it. I'm like, no, no, no. A good story. I always felt is good enough for a person to get into that it doesn't have to relate to anyway, but you can be enthralled by it. I mean, there's a reason why stuff like uh, the uh, Law and Order series are so rampant and popular. It's not like everyone uh, tunes in to relate to the murderer. It's like, oh, no, no, I'm, I'm fascinated by the situation going on here. Like, I don't relate to any of these people, but there's a, I'm locked in, like, I gotta see how this ends. Like, there's that aspect that people seem to be kind of, like, moving away from. And I've always argued, you can have a, I mean, look, best example right now on television, the greatest, one of the greatest pieces of animation that's, that's ever been put forth by an American production company. And by one of the greatest animation minds of our generation, Gendy Tartodoski. He's got this show Primal that's going on right now. If you haven't watched it, what are you doing? It's on the Cartoon Network app, and I think it's on HBO Max as well. Go watch it. It's next As we record this, the, the season final is coming up. So there are nine episodes out, and there is zero dialogue in the show. It takes place in a weird Frank Frazetta... Um, uh, Robert E. Howard style, like art, like um, Edgar Wright. It's very Edgar Wright Burrowsy in its in its feel and look. In a world where man and dinosaur live side by side, there's weird witches and voodoo and monsters and everything, and yet at the same time it communicates its two characters, which is a caveman and an allosaurus. They don't speak one single word to each other. There is no one on this planet that I can guarantee relates personally to a caveman. 
But at the same time, you are so enamored with these two characters. You are so you are completely on board with what's going on with them, and you care so much about them. <clears throat> you don't have to relate, but you can care about them. And that is the power that that is the I think power move of any storyteller. I think trying to relate to people is the lazy man's method. It's getting someone to care about something that's outside their wheelhouse. I think personally for me that is the true like high like that that is where you're a master at the art of storytelling. So, I've always been like I've I don't completely reject that notion that you have to relate to something. But I reject it outright as that's the only way you could go about it. And I feel that you can be, relate to a monster all day long. I, Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro for years has been trying to push this on people. He's been like, look, you can root for the monsters. Like, it, it, famously, famously, Clyde Barker, one of the masters of horror, he made a fantastic movie based on one of his short stories called Nightbreed. And in it, the monsters are the good guys. And you root for the monsters. Even though the old cliche of man is the real monster here, blah, blah, blah. But still, it made you root for the, <clears throat> made you root for the monsters. So, that, Jessica, is where I would say you are definitely looking at something that a lot of people have poo-pooed in the last few years. And I say, nay, let, let us get back to that uh, train of thought, that mentality in our, in our movies and storytelling. But then again, I digress. <laughs> but I do remember seeing when we saw the two promotional images that came up and people were, you know, seeing whether it was fan art, whether it was real, and then later it was confirmed that it was real. I remember seeing that and thinking to myself, there's a lot of people yes, there is. on this poster. And I was like, mm, I'm going to reserve my thoughts until I see the trailer. And so far, we only see... In my quick memory, 47, 47, excuse me, I was going to say 47 seconds, two and a half. You did see this kind of bald character shooting at, you know, a kaiju. You do. Look like from my flash and Garrus. And then the other two running is like a girl that looks like she's sitting in a red theater seat, mm-hmm. like in a area. And then the other is uh, a lighter haired with glass, you know. So, so far, I'm glad that I only saw so many. I mean, uh. excuse me. I got a little bit of a dry throat. So if you hear me clear my throat, I'm trying to clear it away from, from the mic, but, um, I mean, yeah, no, there's, there's like 20 characters on that promo art, but yeah, you only really see two of them. And not only that, but the official poster kind of shows them off as these are the two main characters. And let me find it right right here. Okay. So, this is from Netflix's official account. Uh, this is the synopsis of the series, as Netflix has given it, as, has, as Netflix explains it to us. So, I'm reading this from their Twitter page right now. When danger comes up from the depths, only young geniuses, Mai, Yoon, and their team can face the threat of Godzilla, singular point. Uh, so... I don't know which one's Mai, which one's Yoon, but I'm going to take a guess. Mai is the purple-haired girl, and Yoon is the uh, your average white-haired uh, anime kind of pretty boy, which is a trope in on itself. Um, and yeah, so let's, let's let's break this down because oh, I'm excited! I'm excited. Um, so here here's the thing with this trailer. 
So it is, as Jessica said, it's only like all together 48 seconds. But my God, do they cram a lot into that 48 seconds. And there is a running theme throughout this entire trailer. There's Red is a big... <clears throat> red is a is the main color they've been using in a lot of these promo, promotional images. And when you watch the trailer, there's this red mist. It's the, one of the first things we see uh, after the Toho animation logo. You see Rodan leaving these red streaks. And this weird red mist appears in just about every scene with, with these monsters, except for Anguirus, which we'll get to in a second. So, something tells me it, that, I mean, take, you know, you don't have to be Sherlock to figure this out. That red mist is probably most likely related to the monsters and whatever's causing them to appear from wherever they're coming from. So we get our first shot of Rodan, and this is the thing that hooked me right away, that Rodan looks like a traditional uh, Pteranodon. And for for a while, I've seen a lot of, like, um, like uh, concept artists play with this idea of, like, kind of bringing the concept of Rodan a little more into the real world. And I got to say, like, I- I'm kind of digging it. There is something, I mean, look, all these, all, most of Godzilla's roster are based on something in the real world. That's part of the reason why these things work. And Rodan just kind of being a, a pteranodon that they had to build into a suit. So, giving us like a kind of like a lifelike version, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, oh, oh, wow. So, we get our shot of our first hero. Just, there's, you know, your aforementioned running, you got to have a lot of running and a lot of surprise looks in anime apparently these days. But then after that, oh, just it, get this beautiful, absolute gorgeous shot of Jet Jaguar. And he looks like a big, chunky Chogokin toy. And something about this is both endearing and heartwarming at the same time. Like, I'm looking at him right now. <clears throat> He's got these real skinny arms. He looks like a wind-up tin toy almost. And I, God only knows what what his stance in the show is, but the fact that he's like right there, uh, immediately told me, okay, we're we're entering the territory that I had hoped that um, monster, the Monster Planet series would have gone in. Uh, there are these tie-in novels that are released in between each film that feature a lot of wacky ideas that fill in the gaps in between each film that play with. Everything that uh, Toho has done with their sci-fi films, like everything from uh, Matago to Gunhead and everything in between. And when those books came out, I'm like, this is kind of what I wanted this show to these movies to be. Okay. But we're getting it now. Oh, we're getting it now. Oh, so. Jet Jaguar goes to this helicopter, running like flying away from this gigantic tail that looks like a fin almost in this uh, in this red water. Again, the red coming back, and then I nearly passed out. This is the point in the car where I sound like Sam Kinison going oh 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 like that. Like I'm I'm at the top of my lungs like. Losing my goddamn mind. Because, Jessica, out of this red mist, 
It's Gabra. They brought back they brought back Gabra. And he looks as anime and as badass as I would hope he would look. Like they it, it, it's it confirmed everything I wanted for this thing. I it could just be this for now, but they're leaning into the whole aspect of like, this is a Godzilla anime. Let's go full nuts with it. Let's lean real hard into that anime aspect. Gabra. They got Gabra. And he shows up. And he looks awesome. Yeah, there was... Yeah, there were ones where I had to look and really pause and really squint Mm -hmm. at, like, a TV and be like, is that who I think it is? Yes. And then immediately after that, we got this fan... It's my favorite shot in the whole in the whole trailer. This jeep with a giant harpoon and this bald guy in the back, and yes. he's being chased by a pissed off uh, Angelus. And I I I got my I put my phone. Down. I'm like, oh my god, oh look at him! He he's, he looks marvelous. He looks absolutely marvelous. He looks like. Uh, just a decked out ankylosaur, but he still retains a lot. Like you look at him, like that's Anguilus. At the same time, he's just at it's as anime as you could ever make Anguilus. Oh, and now here's a shot that I think a lot of people have missed because the four main shots that got screen grabbed and passed around online were the Jet Jaguar shot, Anguilus shot, the Rodan shot. Uh, and Gabra. But there's a brief scene in between that Anguilla shot and then the shot of what I'm assuming is Rodan or one of the Pteranodons we see later on. There's a quick shot of this boat sinking, and I don't think anybody's picked up on it. I paused the trailer looking at him like, it's something moving. And you see a quick glimpse of these little antennae as the ship is sinking, and the very familiar look of the bottom half of a lobster swimming by, Jessica. <gasps> Is it? I yes. totally missed it, and I watched it on a large screen TV, so now I'm doubly embarrassed and blind. Because it's, but, it, it, believe me, I don't think anybody, real, anybody else really noticed it, because it goes by so quick towards the end of the trailer. I had to, I had to pause it inch way through. I'm like, oh, that is because... Right after that, we get the shot of that Mosasaur thing, which everyone is like, is that is that Titanosaurus or is it something else? And, and we'll get to that in a second. But it's it goes by so quick that very few people have I think have picked up on it. It's like half a second. But if you stop, there is literally a giant lobster swimming past a sinking boat. And I'm just like, you beautiful sons of bitches. Like they are putting everything in this, so I I didn't re- I didn't know if you had seen them or not, but I don't think it, from the looks of it, no one has really picked them up yet. I took a screen grab, I put it up on our on our um, Instagram and our uh, Facebook page. So when you're done listening to this, you can go look at it. So, but so far that's one. So we got Rodan, we got Angelus, we got Gabra, we got Ibria, and then we get this wacky mosasaur looking thing which everyone wants to say it's titanosaurus because it's red but at the same time it looks very much like this um mosasaur sketch that uh 
the creator of Zerum did like years ago. It was a very famous sketch. And there's also there's a rumor going around that this is a new monster for this anime. It could be anything. We're just I'm just speculating. So because he's got these weird Godzilla spikes going halfway down his back. So I'm like, they would have put that on there if that was Titanosaurus. That's something else. And it looks fun. And then we just get these wild, just quick smash cuts. And a lot more of that red mist. And a shot of all these pteranodons flying out of it over the city. And then our heroes. And then we cut to a pullback of the title card, which is Godzilla, singular point. And then a very quick glimpse of Godzilla himself with his big walrusy tusks that that are coming out of the side of his mouth, like those super incisors. Yeah. And I need to, I have to sit back and like, like I'm a woman in like the in the uh, deep south because I got the vapors. Like I have to fan myself. Ugh. In this it, world. It was- yeah, it was so hard to see some of them. I know. You deposit so quickly. I know, and but that's part of the fun. Like that, this is the world we live in with 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 YouTube. That you know, st- especially when stuff like this is so quick cutting. Like that was a trailer. You'd be like, oh my god, I need to see it again. There are people who weren't alive when the Phantom Menace trailer came out, and the only way you could see it is if you paid money to go see this Denzel Washington Bruce Willis movie called Siege. That was the only way you could see it. Otherwise, you had to wait till Entertainment Tonight got to play it. And there was a there was a brief phenomenon where people where uh that film saw a box office boost because people were buying tickets, they would go, they would sit in the theater, they would wait for that Phantom Menace trailer to play, they would watch the trailer and then they would leave. Because this is right before QuickTime trailers became a thing. This was before the internet was fast enough that anybody could really watch a video. It's the only way you can do it. So you wouldn't play it, you wouldn't watch it in the theater, or you recorded the crappy copy that Entertainment Tonight or Access Hollywood would play with their little logo, and you can go through it all. Now, it's just... Oh yeah, screen grab the shit out of everything. So... That's why you can get away with quick cutting in trailers now, because that's part of the fun, is they expect you to kind of sit there and kind of, you know, dig through all this stuff. Again, I don't think anybody really noticed Abraya as he just swam by real quick. But, you know, this is a trailer that's just giving you a taste of what's coming, and oh my god, I want a full buffet of it if this is what we're going to get. I really hope this is a good, like, it's got to be a. I, I'm hoping it's at least ten episodes. This thing needs. It looks like it. It needs room to breathe. And my other hope is, please, for the love of God, merchandise the shit out of this thing because I want figures of everything that they are making. I want that Gabra. I want that Gabra as a figure. I want that Mosasaur looking thing. I definitely want that Angelus, and I want them as big, if not bigger. Than the old school like Bandai figures used to put out. Like I want all of them. I want everything. I will give them all my money if they could just start giving me this stuff. It, it's it, in this world where everything kind of seems grim. There's little hopes of light like this, Jessica. They, they just make you want to keep going. Yes, pop culture is trying to be definitely our saving grace. And I do, I do remember thinking though. 
that is a very small head mm-hmm. on Angiris. So small. And um, a friend who didn't quite know what he was watching saw the ending with the tusks and honestly for a second was like, oh, I kind of thought your giant turtle one that you also liked was a different universe. Mm-hmm. And, right, and I was like, Gamera is, but this is Godzilla, singular point, and no, I don't think there's a crossover. But I can see where that confusion is mm-hmm. in that quick blink at that moment. Also, I, Jeff Jaguar's point of view looked like Flat Stanley. Mm-hmm. For anyone who's ever read that elementary book, <laughs> elementary school book, he looked 2D, mm-hmm. like actual paper that I had to go back and think to myself, he's the most, one of the most prompt, they, they showed a couple seconds longer on him than they did with the other yeah. kaiju. Why did he look flat? Why, why did he look 2D? I was like, oh, but everybody else really looked great. And for a second, you know, Gabra was hard because he looked like with the three horns on his head, it could, it, in a quick flash. It looked it like Baragon, right? Yeah. yeah, it looked like Baragon. I saw that for a moment because, I mean, the green obviously gives it away. Mm-hmm. But it could be Baragon. If you were, if you don't have your glasses on, it looked like Destroyer without wings. So I could see where the confusion is because, like I said, again, it was a very fast trailer. So I'm very interested to see what hopefully a longer trailer would look like. I'm I, I, well. It, it, we ha, it, it's due out in April, so it's we're at the end of October right now. So November, December, January, February. We have five months. So I got a feeling we'll get one more trailer in between there. That something that gives us a little more story. And then Netflix's mo is usually like a week or two before they release something. They give you like a full fledged trailer to really hype everything up. <clears throat> so we'll definitely get more. And I guarantee as we get closer to it, you know, obvious toys and stuff like that, that'll, I mean, it's anime. Japan markets the crap out of any anime for the most part that's mainstream. So, and knowing Godzilla, and knowing Toho and, and their stance with Godzilla, like, this is a, just a, this is an excuse to crank out more toys than they've ever cranked out before and other collectibles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, this is a money grab yes. for toys and anime, maybe the and stuff. And not only that, but the beauty. Here's the beauty about this. I said this about the um, the Netflix movies originally. I'm like, good or bad, there is a strong possibility that these that back then. I'm going to say this about this one now. This these are this series and those old in those other three films have the most mainstream accessibility and there's a good chance that these are the ones that outside of the legendary films that people have will see the most out of all of them now if you're introducing this stuff to kids i mean there's no better way than doing it as a cartoon and doing this as an anime like this because if you look at you look at the monsters here's the thing that i did notice none of them are real skyscraper size did you notice that jessica yeah, yeah, I was definitely wondering about size. A lot of them, like the, the yeah. Rodans looked smaller. 
Like, when you look at Anguilla's compared to the Jeep that's chasing him, like, he's big, but he's not, like, I'm going to, I, I can run through a, you know, 10-story building and, you know, destroy it. Like, they're nowhere, none of the monsters seem anywhere near as big. Even that Mosasaur thing that, that jumps out of the water looks about as big as the boat that it's chasing. I'm like, it looks like, there, yes, there are size discrepancies between some of these these monsters, but past, like, we have no idea how big Godzilla is because he's barely in this trailer at all. So, you know, they could be doing the same thing as they do with all of them, like Godzilla's always the biggest, but the monsters look a little smaller and a little more manageable, as I put air quotes up. So, that's another curious aspect that I'm, I'm going to be interested in seeing uh, once this thing pops, but... Uh, it, it feels good to be hyped about something again, like something you really want to look forward to. Um, I'm looking at the post, the the promo poster they released. It's the two main characters, and there's a full like body shot of Godzilla in the back, and he's got the wacky Shin Godzilla snake unhinged jaw thing going on. Right, right. Some people felt that it, it opened a little, a uh, little wide. It kind of sucks. And he's also pretty chunky, too. Like, uh, he, he's got a fat face definitely going on. And he's got, like, I mean, the like, he looks like a, much like the legendary one. He's a big, chunky boy. So, I don't know. I, I, I'm digging everything that, I, that I'm seeing thus far. And I'm hoping that, you know, this is just the tip of the iceberg. So, I mean, it's going to come down to how many episodes we're going to get, you know. The animation looks spectacular. Um, this is dumb. Oh, yeah. No, I really like it. Yeah. It, it's, one, it's great to see that they didn't go with the uh, Netflix-amation, as I call it, when they do their anime. Uh, I didn't watch that new Ghost in the Shell. I, I can't. There's, there's, there's a certain level 3D that I can't accept for anime. I've accepted that most mainstream animation <laughs> films are going to be CG. But when I... When I watch anime, man, I want to see those pencil marks. I want to see, you know, shading. I want to see proper... Like, I want to see... This, I want to know if this was drawn by a hand at some point. I want a that, that 2D look to it. I'm very glad they went in that direction. Uh, the monsters, I mean, it's, so it's Studio Bones, which I believe does My Hero Academia. Yes, they do. So they're responsible for the animation for My Hero Academia. So I've never really seen much of that. I've seen a few things, and that always looks great. So, uh, they're handling the human characters. And as we see in the trailer, they, they look fantastic. And then it's Studio Orange is handling the CG animation and they're known for almost telling me the biggest thing that they got that they have to their credit right now is the this series called uh, B-Stars which I have not watched but a lot of people I've talked to have raved about it and uh, especially speak highly of what they call the cell shaded animation so the CG-esque anime look um, they said it actually it suits yeah. the it suits the show very well and if the monsters are any indication they look fantastic they don't really stick out too much from the traditional animation characters around them and that's always been like a point of contention with me especially with mech animes and stuff that do that now like it, it hardly ever matches 
So it's nice to see the stuff kind of line up and, and go together. Yes. Yes, it is. I feel like this is a... Uh... This is the anime that we deserve. I can't, I, I'm afraid I'm going to do that quote from, you know. The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight Rises wrong. Yeah, The Dark Knight Rises wrong. But, oh no, this is the anime that we deserve. Because I do know people who did like the trilogy. Mm-hmm. The last three anime trilogies. Um, it just, maybe just on my newsfeed, it is more overwhelmingly neutral to nah. No dog, I'm good. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this is almost like a fresh start for us. Yeah, you know. Um, so I was like, this is the anime that we deserve. Not not to sound like a privileged butt, but this is uh, this is something I think a lot of us would really enjoy. At least I hope so. From what we've seen, mm-hmm. I don't want to jump to conclusions. For what we've seen, I think that we will we will like this. It looks great. It, it feels like an actual anime. And that's the thing I, I wanted the most out of those three films. And here's the thing. I mean, the, the, the screwed up thing is those three films were supposed to be a series at one point. And then it got scrapped down to a trilogy of films. So I, I do feel that knowing what I've read about it, there are certain things that were never going to change. And there are certain things that had to change. And I feel like those novels that tie into the books were directions they wanted to go in initially but couldn't and i'm again i'm so glad that toho's like all right you know those three did okay for us they were meant for netflix they got theatrical releases in japan they didn't really set the world on fire but i netflix apparently said they did well enough let's do more we want to get into the business of doing more anime with godzilla so i am happier than a pig in slop that they're, it looks like they also say, like, hey, um, so what's some of those other crazy monsters? Because kind of what that, that, we're getting a little feedback, that's kind of what people want to see. So, again, I can't, I, I can't believe I have lived long enough to see this. Like, this has been in my head since I was like 10 years old. I'm like, yeah, what if they did like a Dragon Ball, but with Godzilla? Now, this is probably not that. In, per se, it's like Dragon Ball, but it's it's in the ballpark, and I will gladly take it. Yes, yes, and this is definitely something that we can look for as we because we this we can all watch from the safety of our home mm-hmm. in our wonderful COVID world because we don't know about Kong versus Godzilla. So this is true. I mean. This is something to tie us over, you know, as my friend Ify once told me when the, when the, you know, well is dry, we thirsty. Mm-hmm. We will pretty much take anything yeah. that comes our way. And this is pretty great. You yeah. know, you can always buy toys and figures online. But also this, it costs us a little less, mm-hmm. especially if you already have a Netflix account. Yes. Uh, then I think this is something that we can be able to tie over. I'm excited. Uh, I'm, so. I'm exceptionally excited. I mean, considering the fact that had COVID not hit, we would be... We would be doing an episode right now counting down the last month until Kong vs. Godzilla vs. Kong gets released. And sadly, that's not happening right now. And uh, the way things are going, I don't think May 2021 is going to happen either, just because no one's really on the same page. Um, 
Look, I, I live in Orange County, California. I, I live near Disneyland. Uh, Jessica lives out in the greater LA area, and it's two different worlds right now. Even though we're only about thirty-five miles apart, where she's at, she can't go to a movie because none of the theaters are open. Meanwhile, I can go to most of my movie theaters that are open down here, but you know, with restrictions, you know, in, in place. Now, I've gone several times, but that's on me. I take the personal responsibility for myself to go, and I will say, for the most part, it's been. Nice. It's been safe. I usually sit into an aisle all on myself, and I've seen things like Lupin the Third. Uh, I was I went and saw Love and Monsters on the big screen the other day. So there's stuff out there, but those are all smaller things. Uh, if it's any, if the Bond, if the last Bond movie getting keep you know getting pushed back is any indication. Just, I don't think anybody's really going to see anything huge until the end of next year, and that's just me. And that's me being negative about the whole thing. Like, I do feel that personally. Like, I think people would go back, especially considering if you put things in places, like you put safety precautions out there. Everyone wears a mask, all that good stuff. But let's be realistic: people aren't. So, when it comes down to Kong, for guys versus Kong. The toys are out there already because there are certain trains you can't stop once they start moving. And those toys that got on the shelves, which have been a huge point of contention with a lot of people, um, that, that's, I think, all we're going to get for a long time. Something tells me that in a few weeks, we're probably going to hear another pushback, like going from May to maybe next November again. And again, that's not indicative of anything that's wrong with the film. It's just the it's just the madness that we're in right now. Like we're in, in unprecedented. We're on. These are times that no one in our no one in this generation has ever lived through. So we're trying to figure that out. So sadly, as much as I want to see Godzilla vs Kong because everything I've heard about it seems nutty, um, it's not in the cards. So I am beyond happy. That there is, it's, I can't get my ice cream. There's this delicious cake that's been served up, and I will gladly eat the cake over the ice cream. So, but Jessica, speaking of which, that is not all that Netflix announced this evening. There's one other little nugget yes. that we got to talk about. Yes, yes, we got some still images from the animated Pacific Rim show series that we will be having. Exists. It exists. Yep. Yes. After years of talking about it, mm-hmm. it is. It, it does exist. I think what we got like a year ago, like Netflix officially announced it. They're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, we're finally doing this." And here's the synopsis. And I think we talked about it before Comic Con last year. And it was like, "Oh, okay, this we sounds good." We did, but that was the official. I know that there were rumors floating around about it after the first mm-hmm. Well, because so it has been kind of a while. This this is like the Ant Man of the MCU film. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, no, it's been around for a while. <laughs> God bless you, Jessica. That is a deep, deep cut reference right there. Holy sh! Wow, you have to, that's a that is a. That is an Olympic level of nerdom right there, and I applaud you. God, 
That is absolute genius referencing. But uh, we finally got it. It's like one of those you knew Edgar Wright was there, and then it passed on, and it went around. And then Ant-Man, also because Ant-Man is, you know, the, the character in itself is just so different than what other people are used to with the Avengers that came in the MCU that we already saw. Mm-hmm. So, like, like, if somebody was like, there's a fourth Captain America movie, or, like, I heard Captain Marvel, whatever, you're like, no, that makes sense. That that's it. But a dude that shrinks really tiny and flies around on an ant, it's one of those that you think, you know, after a while, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm-hmm. And then, after years of labor of love from all kinds of different people and the and then, you know, Edgar Wright left. We finally got it, right? And then Paul Rudd was announced. Mm-hmm. So Pacific Rim, it was not a ma- – we love it, but it's not a major franchise. But we do not We do know that kaijus are kind of making a comeback. But it was one of those that after a while, like Ant-Man of the MCU, I thought to myself, I will believe it when I see it. Not to sound like a downer. <laughs> but, you know, if, it do- if it doesn't happen, that's fine, right? But if it does happen, holy crap! And then it did. I mean, at least we saw two stills. We haven't we haven't gotten too much yet. Well, we but saw then it, it last year, and then it finally came. Yes. Well, we saw two stills. That was the first thing that was. <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> it was quietly released around all this Godzilla news because I said at the top at the top of all this, Netflix made a big. <clears throat> excuse me. Anime announcement. So they announced they had this trailer for Godzilla. They had some. They had another trailer for. <coughs> oh, pardon me. Got a little dry throat. <coughs> oh, uh, my apologies. <coughs> um, where was I? Oh yes. So. Uh, the other trailer they released was for a remake of uh, <clears throat> of an anime movie called Spriggan, which has a uh, the 3D CG look to it, and I just immediately went, oh, come on. But <clears throat> Netflix also released these two images of the Pacific Rim anime, which is called Pacific Rim uh, Black. That is the official name, and it fall it, it it was a kaiju, so it's a very Pacific Rim kaiju. He's got the glowing tribal tattoos on him, everything, and then we get a a quick shot of the sibling team that I'm assuming is at the heart of the story, and I'm like, oh, cool. And then 25 minutes later, this little ditty pops up, and I'm like. I'm li- I'm watching the video and I hear some stuff in the background. I'm like, this someone leaked this. This is leaked, but it's already up there. So I told Jessica we're going to talk about it anyway. And what is that, Jessica? It is the opening credits and sequence for Pacific Rim Black. <sighs> and it's magical. It follows that um, aesthetic. That the last two movies ended on with the um, <clears throat> the three D models, kind of like going through the destruction, the fight scenes, and stuff like that. Remember at the end of the first Pacific Rim, it ends on like this. The camera kind of follows these just still 
statuesque moments of like the Jaegers and the Kaijus fighting and stuff like that. It's very much that. And it gives us a couple of shots of like some classic Kaijus we've seen. I think Karloff was one of them. And a gypsy esque looking Jaeger, and then some new stuff. And it's played with this real ominous music, and it has <clears throat> Legendary's name all over it, too. So, <clears throat> believe me, I, again, I am just ecstatic that this thing, A, like, like you said, I believe it when I see it, that it's finally coming out. They didn't announce when, but I'm assuming soon. And B, that, yes, it looks... It actually looks pretty damn good. Like, I'm glad Legendary hasn't given up on this thing. Um, I know that Pacific Rim Uprising didn't exactly set the world on fire, you know, anywhere it got released. But there's still a love and a demand for this franchise. And there is a million possibilities with it. So I'm glad they're kind of pursuing the anime I'm just going to call it just just an animated... It's Pacific Rim, the animated series. It's, it doesn't feel like a legit anime, if you will, but <clears throat> that's just me splitting hairs. But I'm glad they're, they're, they're still diving in. I doubt we're ever going to get a part three. But I would not be adverse if, say, this goes well and Guillermo's got an idea to wrap out the series. Hey, let's bring back the cast and animate their voices and just do it as an animated film to wrap it up. As I always felt he should have done with his um, with his Hellboy series. Like, alright, they're not going to let you do that third one you want to do, but why not Why not do it as an animated movie? I don't think there's anything stopping it. I don't think anybody would be adverse to it. I know I wouldn't. I don't think Jessica would even say no to that, would you? No, because something is better than nothing, especially if it's done right or done with the correct, you know, executive producer and director with it. Mm -hmm. But there's definitely people who won't want to see it. They they want to, if your trilogy needs to end with live action, the first two started with live action, some people are a little bit more unbending. But no, I would have seen it. And also, I don't think anyone was stopping them at the same time I felt... The studios will stop. There's just so much that goes on behind closed doors mm -hmm. that I feel like trying to get something done <clears throat> in the entertainment industry truly takes a lot of hard work and labor of love and negotiations, compromise, miracles. I could go on. Yeah. <clears throat> You've seen it firsthand. Oh, yes. <laughs> a lot of egos um, get in the way, don't they? They do. They do. A lot of it is egos and also just studios. And there's just so many people involved. But yeah, it, it's but when you finally do see something come to fruition, sometimes it's like, this might be the only shot. Like, there have been times, like, I've been like, might not get another crack at this. That's, let's hope they did it right. That's, I think that's, that is deep down part of the reason why everyone wants something to be, like the way they saw it in their heads. I know for a lot of my buddies that love Transformers, like they're like, yeah, the first movie's good, but you know, would it have killed them to make them look closer to the cartoon? Because that's what I always wanted. You know, then eventually we got Bumblebee. Because someone said, yeah, let's simpl let's simplify all this. 
And I know a lot of people that love Bumblebee for that very reason. It's like, they look like the Transformers I watched as a kid. That's all I want. That I, I, I don't, I'm not asking for the moon. Just give me the thing that I want. And sometimes, you know, when someone takes a crack at a film and, you know, you that might be the only crack they get for like 10, 15 years... <laughs> It goes out the window. We got Zola fans know that. We had the 98 movie. We had what we thought was going, like, oh, shit, this is it. Like, if they don't hit out the park, we're probably not going to get any more. And <laughs> we didn't for going on 18 years. So, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it sucks when you don't get it exactly how you saw in your head. And sometimes... You just gotta accept that, and you know there'll always be the thing that started it, that started it, that you love. That's always gonna be there. So take heed in that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad. Like next year, we have a Godzilla anime. Ultraman season two comes back. I think I believe they said around April. So I think within weeks. Maybe in the same month, we get Ultraman and Godzilla both on Netflix, which is, like, you hear that? It's my my brain blowing up. And then we get this Pacific Rim anime at some other point. Like, no matter what, next year is going to be a very good year for us that loves this kind of, that for, for those of us that love this kind of stuff. Because we might get it on the big screen, but Netflix is thus providing. And, again, I, I tell everyone... Whatever you might your outlook in the world might be, we do live in a glorious time in many many aspects. This being one of them, you you told if I went back in time and told my ten year old self, I'm like, hey, in about twenty five years, there's going to be this thing called the internet, and it's going to give you everything you ever want, and not only that, but it'll provide a way to watch movies without popping them into a VCR, and there's going to be this one thing that's going to give you a not only an Ultraman cartoon, it's going to give you this big thing that you're not ready yet for. They call Pacific Rim. It's going to be monsters and robots. You're going to love it. But here's the big kicker. There's going to be like a super awesome Godzilla cartoon that's done like Dragon Ball. I mean, like, you're a liar. You're a dirty liar and get out of here, you stranger. Because uh, I'm never going to let myself, uh, I'm not going to ever let myself go like you have. But uh, beyond that, oh, yes. Like, my, my 10-year-old brain would be blowing up at this kind of, like, if I had this constantly coming in, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. Yes, I think definitely in our time of pop culture, you know, this is something that is really, really exciting. I always iterate, I always reiterate, you know, little Jess would have never thought she would be able to see this, which is why... I know some people didn't like The King of the Monsters. Some people loved it. Some people didn't like it. Right. I am personally leaned towards really liking it because mm. I never thought I would get an updated version made for Hollywood style. Mm -hmm. uh, the first Godzilla 2014, I didn't see enough of Godzilla. So that is what it is. However, I did like the design. I did like it when he was on screen. Mm -hmm. So all I asked was a little bit more for the second one. And I got more for the second one. And so I'm very, very excited. I really loved all of the the non-human scenes. Mm -hmm. So anytime the Kaijus were fighting. So, yeah, I was like, you know what? 
little little Jess would not have thought that she could see it on an IMAX, a real IMAX screen. Mm-hmm. So I was very, very excited for it. That's why I was going to say, who knew we would have Netflix where we would both have animated series of, we would have Ultraman, Pacific Rim, and Godzilla all at the same time available to us. It's a golden age. And this is why I take umbrage with people who complain about what they're getting. Look, I will give everyone just a little buffer. Like, you could be a little critical of something, but when you outright bitch about something that really does not constitute the, the bitching, then I take umbrage. I'm like, you have no idea how spoiled you are and how lucky you are to even get this. To even have the fact that you can complain about it. It's like all these Star Wars... Not, like, I, I grow... Fandom today has sickened me in ways I never thought it would sicken me. And it's not just any one particular fandom. There's fandoms across the board. Especially these damn kids and their music. Ugh. It, 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 everyone is a... Everyone's a critic. And that does not make them good people. i me tell you that right now. Like, they're... There are times when you can, again, fairly and justly criticize something. I like this, but I didn't like this. I like this, but I didn't like this. And here's why. Fine. But when you're mad about something not going the way you want it to, like you had a say in whatever the thing is you like because you think you're the number one fan in the world and thus you know what's best for it, go to hell. Go to hell. Because... You're just a spoiled, narcissistic brat. And be thankful you even got something. Because at the end of the day, like, the way the world's going, it's going to... Especially if we lose movie theaters, uh, you're going to see a lot of changes. And not for the better. And especially in how we take in this entertainment. Netflix has... I mean, they've actually shown right now, like... You don't the, the the format the streaming format does not support long term shows like you get you're lucky if you get three or four seasons and then that's it they check out sometimes that's for the best um, and you're probably going to see a change in how much money goes into these things sooner than later too because now that there's many more options it doesn't justify these super expensive projects that. Your HBO Maxes, your Netflixes, your Amazon Primes want to put into these things. And if things don't kind of even out, like there was a there was a point in the early 2000s where everything was reality TV. Why? Because it was cheap, it was quick to make, and it garnered the ratings. So it justified the expenses and it got a big return. If we keep going down this path that we're going, like you can wait bye bye to even stuff like The Mandalorian. Stuff that's that's still a very expensive show. And that's why I say appreciate what you have now because in a blink it, it could all go away. And I know a lot of people are sitting here thinking, like, what the hell is he talking about? I'm like, look, uh, it's streaming. I mean, look look at this this, qui- this this Quibi thing that just went down. The streaming service that had the stupid idea of thinking, like, people want to watch a whole film but in seven-minute bites because that's what they think they do on Netflix. It's it's like, you, missed, you guys missed the point. But 
he also showed like there is a saturation point for all this stuff. Netflix is clearly ahead. You know, they're one of the heads of the streaming uh, giants. I think your Amazon, just because they're tied into their service, and Disney. I would consider those the big three. I don't consider HBO Max a big one. Peacock, these, this Paramount network that's forming out of CBS uh, All Access, like a lot of these aren't going to survive. And if it comes down to those three or four, it'll be like the olden days of broadcast TV where you had like four options and that was it. And when that happens and your subscription service hits a certain base and they can't sell advertisement, you're going to see some like shows that get cranked out that are on the cheap because they need to justify that uh, the the subscription costs. So if you're paying $14.99 and that's all they're getting from like 3 million people, that does not equate to a lot of good stuff that can be made with it. But I digress. I'm just saying appreciate what you have, people. So, all right, Jessica, before we get to, to, before I get to more long-winded with any of this stuff, uh, we have some personal news, do we not? Yes, we do. Yes, we do. In our last episode, we talked about giveaways. Mm-hmm. And so Chris and I do have at least a quick update to that. Yes. And when to kind of look out for and where to look out for more ways that you could we you could be able to win a well-deserved gift to yourself because 2020 was a year for no one. Nobody won this year. Uh, so what uh, what was it, Chris? So we are going to be giving away a grand prize. And I think everyone's going to be going to want to get in on this. Because this grand prize is one of the Arrow limited edition Gamera DVD sets. Not this new one, not the reissue they got coming out, which they just announced yesterday. This is the limited edition giant box set with the comic book, the booklets, the maps, the postcards, the whole shebang. Jessica was lucky enough to get a hold of an extra one, and uh, she felt that, you know what, let's use it as a giveaway. Because uh, we want to reward award the people who have been loyal listeners to us. <coughs> and not only that, but we also know that um, a few people kind of got shafted out of this thing. So we want to give those who didn't have a chance to get it or lost down that chance to get it, at least have one more, one more shot, one more bite of that apple. So we're working on a, uh, on a giveaway. Um on how to do this, it we need about another week or two to really figure it out. So by the time you hear the next episode, we should have full details on the um, the matter in which how we're going to uh, you know have people enter, and we can give this away. And and to be to not like leave everyone hanging, we have some. Um, ancillary prizes for those who don't win the big prize. The big prize is this limited edition box set. We will ship it to you. You have to pay anything. It is all on us as a thank you. Um, uh, one of the yes, ancillary the prizes... the limited we, edition... Oh, oh, so sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Go ahead. You, actually, you finish up and I'll get... I'll get so excited. Yes. No, um, the, the camera set is retailed at... Was it $125? Yes. Or was that 
was it more? It varied. I think the I think it averaged one twenty five to one between one twenty five one forty, depending where you ordered it from. Yes, and I did pay for this out of my own pocket. Yes, and you will. So instead of trying to, you know, scalp this sucker because I don't I don't want to have to pay for something that is one twenty five or six hundred bucks. I don't want you to do that either. Mm-hmm. We've decided it would be best to use it as a grand prize a grand prize giveaway instead. So this is one of our the the it the grand prize is because it is worth so much. Yes. But we also know that our listeners are worth so much and mm-hmm. thank you for everyone who tunes in every time to listen. Very much. So, so. not to put a monetary value on your life. Uh, but you guys are worth way more than this. We at least wanted to reward in some way. But Chris was also kind enough to be like, you know what? 2020 is a harsh year for everyone. We should have a little bit more other prizes as well. So uh, a couple of those things, a couple of those prizes, one of them is going to be I managed to get my hands on the uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters uh, Comic-Con posters. So... Back in 2018, when um, Legendary and Warner Brothers debuted the first trailer for Godzilla, they had a signing with Michael uh, Dottery at uh, the Warner Brothers booth and um, signed a bunch of these posters. They were only given away at Comic-Con, and they have been one of the hardest things to come by. So I was lucky enough to find somebody that had a few extra ones. Um Obviously, I kept one for myself, but I have um, I have one extra one that's in fantastic condition. It's signed by the director. We are going to get it signed by a few other people who are involved. It's a beautiful print. It's a full 27 by 40 theatrical one sheet, meaning uh, it's the reverse images on the back. So this isn't like some cheap poster we printed out, nor is it like the cheap posters you get from like the bootleg dealers at, at Comic-Cons. This is an official legitimate poster. So it's going to be one of the giveaways, and uh, I'm still working on a few other smaller things, but that'll get, it gives you a taste of what we're we're what we're trying to do for you people. So, um, like I said, uh, we we're working on the actual contest itself. We will have full details in a couple of weeks once we get them ironed out, which you can find on our uh, Facebook page, our Twitter page, and. Where else now can they find us, Jessica? Yes, our website launched. So it's www.thekaijukingdompodcast.com. So there you will find all the information. I know a lot of people have been asking us for a while, like, hey, uh, why no website? Well, as uh, I, long story short, as in the post I made on our Facebook page, it pretty much came down to time and money, much like many things. And with COVID going on and a lot of our uh, business plans put on the back burner because of them, Jessica and I both felt like, you know what, now I think it's the time. Um, had a little influx of cash, so I was able to pay for a brand new site, new web hosting, all this wonderful stuff. Um, my brother, who is a web designer, helped me build it. Uh, so we launched officially... Last Friday, so as you're hearing this, the site is about four or five days old. Uh, it is in what I call phase one. 
and we are working on some awesome stuff coming up. Like I said, we have a brand new YouTube show coming out soon. We're working on that. We are working on doing live episodes that you can join in with us on. We are working on a video version of the show. So if you want to tune in and see Mildly Mug and then Jessica's pretty pretty face, uh, you can do that. So it's one of several things that we're working on. And uh, we have a store as well opening up very soon. So hopefully uh, you all uh, will visit it because uh, we need to keep the lights on somehow. Um, I don't know for many of you who don't run a podcast or a website, um, uh, they, they aren't cheap. They're not, they're not, uh, they're not bank breaking, but, uh, I, I have been paying for the stuff out of my pocket for the last six years. So, uh, supporting us this way and maybe through the YouTube shows, we're going to start monetizing would help keep the lights on around here at the very least. So, and hopefully we can provide you some awesome stuff that you're willing to, you know, like. Show your support for us. So, I think we've got some awesome t-shirts we're working on right now and some other things. So, those will be coming at the end of Phase 1. Phase 2 is a bunch of other cool stuff. So, it's an ever-evolving thing, as many websites are and as the show is. And, uh, again, it's been seven years now, which the room spins every time I say that. So, I want to thank everybody for sticking with us. And for those who have jumped in in the last year or two... Thanks for finding us, and thanks for coming around. Uh, Jessica and I see it all the time on people who reach out to us on Facebook when we're at G-Fest, and it always kind of amazes me. Like, oh, you listen to the show? Like, yeah. I'm like, wow, thank you. So, again, thank you, everybody. So, I think that's a good good spot to uh, wrap this up at, Jessica. What do you think? Yes. Yes, and thank you so much for always listening, always supporting us. And definitely anytime someone says, I wish you guys have a better speaker, sound system, everything, microphones, everything costs us money. So we're not asking you to outright pay for everything for us, but every dollar spent helps. <laughs> and then hopefully we can also be rewarded back and any extra goodies we get, we would love to do as more giveaways exactly. as well. Exactly. It's the nature of the beast. So, um, all right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. Jessica, where can the good people find more of us one more time? Oh, yes, of course, as our website, thekaijukingdompodcast.com. You can find us on Facebook. We are also on Twitter, which don't have the word podcast on there, so it's just the Kaiju Kingdom. We are also on Instagram, and we are found everywhere from Apple Podcasts to Stitcher to Panzer Crush. You can pretty much listen to us almost everywhere. Yes. And on a pers- on a side note, I have a brand new uh commentary podcast called The Rundown, The Mandalorian that's uh, out right now. The first four episodes are out. And if you haven't caught it from the title, uh, my buddy and my buddy George and I, we sit down and we do running commentary for the Disney Plus show, The Mandalorian. So if you're into that, and especially with the show coming back this week, uh, please go check it out. It's over on PanzerCrush.com and wherever finer podcasts are found. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the Kaiju Kingdom Podcast. For myself and... Jessica! Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll see you next time.